Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Oh, oh, oh. wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better wake them up, get them up, get them going. First day of summer, 20 and 23, certainly it's felt that way for a while now, but today is the official start of the summer season, longest day of the year. Sun up to sundown will begin when the sun comes up here in this 6 o'clock hour, and a uh, lot to do. It's going to be hot, you know that, for sure. we got plenty of baseball. Omaha, a couple of elimination games yesterday in college baseball, down to the final four now. Looking to get to the number to the final two in that championship series. Good baseball in the major leagues. Astros get a much-needed win and a good pitcher's duel down in Houston. Meanwhile, the Rangers, an extremely frustrating loss last night in Chicago. Major League Baseball with an inexplicable review and overturn of a play at the plate that cost the Rangers. We'll get into that as well. Big soccer news as well. We now know when Lionel Messi is expected to make his debut in, the, in Major League Soccer. Uh, Austin FC begins a big stretch tonight. At a Q2 stadium, we've got football, of course, basketball as well. Just a lot to do on this first day of summer, June the 21st. And we crank it up, and we appreciate you being there. Four hours of fun and conversation. Hopefully you found some air conditioning this morning or in your car listening to us, however you find us. We certainly appreciate each and every uh, Wednesday and every day on 104.9, maybe 1019 FM, AM 1260. We're always streaming for you. Take us wherever you go this summer, digitally, on that Horn app. You can fire it up wherever you are and listen to our shows. And this show, uh, if you're vacationing, you're getting some time away, certainly appreciate you doing that. Also on your smart speaker at home and work, and always, Mr. Godbolt, digitally on our website, streaming for you 24-7. Also on the Twitch channel where you can watch the proceedings at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas. Good morning to the soldiers in the state of Texas and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so much for what you do. It is appreciated. Believe me, during this heat wave, during the cold spells, during the rainy days, we appreciate you no matter what the weather is. And thank you so very much to your families for sharing you with us. And please do be careful and hydrate out there. Continue to hydrate. That's right. That is the word. Don't stop now. It's How still was out your there. Uh, golf outing at the it Roy was, Kaiser Country Club yesterday? It was fabulous. The, the Roy Kaiser Municipal Country Club. Muni time is a good time. Let me tell you. You you survived. I survived. I had a great time. It was it was the course was in great shape. The movement of the course was you know a three hour round of golf. It moved three really, hours. Nice. Yeah, it really moved really sure it wasn't well. Super crowded out there. 
It was crowded. Oh, nice. Oh, no, there were people. They don't. People are insane. Uni don't play. It's the live tour out there, the live tour. Well, you know, I, mean, I called the live tour because it was it was happening out there yesterday. A lot of fun. I had a, a Muni hot dog. Oh. It had size to it. That dog was had big. Some girth. It had some girth to it, man. I had mustard on that bad boy. Roy Kaiser, Clay Kaiser has that cool little uh, little pub and restaurant. Oh, it was Good a, spot, man. What nice folks out there. A lot of young, young kids out there playing golf. Yeah, that's I mean, your country clubs you always play at. This is, this is where the real people play golf. Yeah, okay. They, it's okay. I, I just said it's okay. It's okay. Let me just say this. And the, the you can cart, accept the, it. You know, it's oh, kind of no, the every man's course. No, every woman's course. Every person's course. What I like about it, the way it moves, it's so, it, and it's wide open. And there, I mean, there's nowhere to hide. There's no shade to hide. Yeah, out there, kind of like the 18th fairway at the U.S. Open on Sunday. I mean, that it's is wide and wide open. It's links now. I mean, that is it is a fun course. It moves well. People are very courteous. The the cart service out there, they're, they're not going to let you get dehydrated. They're, they are around. Well, that's good. They're there uh, for it. Thank well, you very much. That was fabulous. And they're you know, not far south of uh, Roy Kaiser's Onion Creek where I live, and there were, there were golfers out there yesterday playing. How about, the, how about my deal yesterday? I had some stuff to do yesterday. But so my wife's aunt and uncle are in town from Pennsylvania. Uh, mm. they've, they've come to Texas for an event for their granddaughter. She's riding a – she's got a horse equestrian thing coming Nice up. to get out of the heat. Well, yeah, well <laughs> – well, no, they were up, and they, they live up in the mountains there, right by State College, Pennsylvania, oh. up on a ranch, I mean, up on a farm. I mean, they've got land, and it's, it doesn't get this hot ever. No. I mean, but they've come down for this thing, and uh, we were I was expecting them for dinner last night, but they showed up at our house uh, at, like, noon. They, had, they were going to the Alamo down in San Antonio, and they were going to walk the Alamo. They lasted about an hour and said, it's too damn hot, and they, they jumped in the car. They show up at our house uh, yesterday afternoon, so... Uh, it was great to see them. It's good to have them in. Knew they were coming, but I thought it was going to be for for the evening. I don't know. They're there at noon. Hell <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to get in the air conditioning. Get the AC. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, it was that. So that was that was you know. So we were just hanging out, watching a lot of baseball yesterday, uh, having some dinner and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, I was like, is it hot enough for you? And because I mean, it's this the heat indexes are off the charts, and and you know the area of State College, it's beautiful up there. Oh, absolutely elevated, but. Um, not used to this this uh, severe temperature, without a doubt. And yeah, they she, she said they said the the Alamo is just pretty much empty. I mean, it's a it's a high traffic season anyhow. As far as like you know, vacationing and folks on the Riverwalk, they did do the Riverwalk the night before when the sun was down. and said that wasn't too bad, but uh, just too much. So they were they yeah, were there was a breeze early yeah. entry. There was a breeze yesterday. I don't know if anybody felt it, but it was blowing like hot air. It was a hot oh, air it was like breeze. A furnace. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> it's, unbelievable. It, the wind's blowing a little bit. Well, that would be the ongoing uh, conversation. It's going to be hot. That's uh, gets gets odd nauseum and boring. But uh, hydrate yourself and make sure you're taking the proper regards. I mean, just for for the uh, the actual factual example, yesterday's high at Camp Mabry reached 107. Which is a new record, uh, and the heat yeah, index, index over, oh my over one ten, one eleven. Uh, the feels like temperature. So yeah, that's that's extreme. That is uh, even for this time of year. So we know take precautions and be, be careful smart. out there. Guess who's out? The snakes are out. Oh no, they're I looking for snakes. a place you too. Know that. Hate yeah, them. they're look, they're looking for a place. If there's if you got water puddles in places, and I, I suggest around your houses where you you know where you got some plants and you've watered them outside, take a stick. Don't stick your hand in, in underneath a pot. Or in there because they're they're in there trying to cool off themselves. And if you've got, you know, and especially if you've got a sprinkler system, they hang around those little, you know, when it stops, they'll just lay right around there. And of course, in the state of Texas, there's over 150 species of snakes, but only four of them are venomous. So only four, only four. So my odds are good if I just stick my hand in there, I'll be all right. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's if you hit the four, which are copperheads, cottonmouth, water moccasins, 
rattlesnakes and coral snakes. And now, those, is a diamondback the same as a copperhead? No, no, diamondback, rattlesnake, those are the Oh, big, those are rattlesnakes. Those are rattlesnakes. That's right, that's right, that's right. Copperheads are one of the more aggressive snakes, where they get really pissed when they get hot. They don't know what to do with themselves. Uh, I mean, and, and most snakes, you know, the, the first thing you need to do is, listen, don't put a tourniquet on. If you get bit by a snake, don't put a tourniquet on to try to... Suck do, the, the venom And do out. not suck the blood. Why not? No, that's that's old deal. That's You don't start sucking. Did you do some research yesterday or something? Yes, I did. <laughs> you put some, some research and put some and put ice on it. That's that's what you need to do, and then call and get to EMS. The hospital. And then get to the oh, EMS. call EMS. Don't get to the hospital. Yeah, well, you don't want to get in the car. Well, yeah, I call EMS because because the way it quick. could affect a lot of people, it affects differently. I mean, it could instantly give you a rash and well, get you in shock. Bit by snakes. That's no, no, they're out there because I mean, you know, and you know what? The second most reason for people to get bit is because they try to move snakes to a different area, like get a stick, pick it up, and move it we'll somewhere. Kill it. Get a get a back no, get a little hoe or a shovel. They, they've got a reason to be here. Not in my yard. <laughs> See, garden snakes, nothing, right? Dude, I ran you into a, ran into a hornet's nest yesterday, oh. like a literal one that I just cropped up under my garage. I, I took to shooting that thing down. I don't. See I, ya. I mean, no, I, they're not here. To, they're not here. They're not welcome here. Well, snakes are not all right. My, they do work. Not snakes they work. or hornets' nests. No, they work. Neither snakes are workers. Not in my yard. And unless you got kids around, just shoo them away a little bit. But they, no, you no, need them around. You, you need them around for snakes. the rodents. I'm like, and I'm like eighty year old Indiana Jones. I, I, I don't snakes, like snakes. No matter what they are. New, 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 new. new. I've kind of learned the, the bull snakes and all that stuff. They they've got a purpose. So I just kind of move the. I don't, but I don't mess around with rattlesnakes. I, I don't try to. I just try to make them go away because of the dogs and stuff or. If you got grandkids around, but I'm not trying to. I mean, that's how people get bit. The second most, you know, the hardest, the hardest thing. Pull out the shotgun, Bucky. No, I I got that. A little shovel, a little backhoe can get. You're not a backhoe. If you're out where you are, though. Yeah, I mean, don't don't miss with that shovel or shovel or whatever, and they take they come off the ground at you. They got pretty good aim, is right. Yeah, the shotgun could work, too. All right, let's get to the headlines, trending topics. A lot of baseball. Final four is set in college baseball. Let's get you caught up on the news. We'll get back into the uh, snake and hydration talk. UBO Business Services brings it to you on this Wednesday morning. Start with Major League Baseball. Get to Omaha in a moment. But a great pitching matchup down in Houston. Uh, Familiar face for the Astros. Their former race, Justin Verlander, returned to Minute Maid Park for the first time. Uh, as a New York Met, of course, helped the Astros to two World Series championships, to four World Series in general, and won a couple of Cy Youngs with the Astros. He was back to face his the Astros' new staff ace, Framber Valdez, and it was Valdez who got the better of the meeting. Houston needed a much uh, much needed Houston win, four to two. Valdez uh, didn't allow a base runner until the sixth inning, held the Mets scoreless until the eighth, struck out nine in the victory. J- Astros got the Verlander with a three-run third inning, highlighted by Alex Bregman's. Tenth home run, the run of the season, a two-run shot into the Crawford boxes. That breaks a five-game losing skid for the Astros. They needed it. Those two again today, this afternoon. Astros and Mets business fans special at uh, Minute Maid. Beyond frustrating loss for the first-place Rangers last night in Chicago as uh, the White Sox rookie Zach Remillard singled in former Ranger Elvis Andrus with what turned out to be the go-ahead and winning run in the eighth inning. It was a play at the plate that was originally ruled an obvious out, then inexplicably overturned by Major League Baseball in a video review said that Jonah Heim, the catcher, blocked the plate somehow. Uh, didn't see that, but the White Sox go on to win it 7-6. to six. Uh, Del Diamond, Round Rock won their fifth straight game, 15-5 to five wipeout of Sacramento. Same two again tonight at 7.05. College World Series, pair of elimination games in Omaha, and we've whittled it down to four now in Omaha. First game of the day, saw TCU advance. They ended the Cinderella run of the the fourth seed, the, the four seed, Oral Roberts, 6-1. to one. The final TCU took an early 2-0 lead. 
Single runs in the second and fourth and broke it open with a four-run fifth. Four frog pitchers combined on a seven-hitter. TCU now will face second-ranked Florida. Gators need just one win to advance to the championship series. TCU has to win twice to get to the final two. Second game last night, a really good one. LSU got a huge step-up performance from an unlikely source to lead them past their SEC rivals from Tennessee. Five to nothing. Junior left-hander Nate Ackenhausen tabbed to make it the first start of the year, the entire year, by Tigers manager Jay Johnson. And boy, did he deliver. The 6'2", 240-pounder went to the hill and shut down the balls for six innings. He combined with Riley Cooper on LSU's national leading 11th shutout of the season. LSU will now face top-ranked Wake Forest. And like TCU, they have to win twice. Demon Deacons a win away from the finals. Uh, while they whittle it down to a national champion in Omaha, back here in Austin, David Pierce and his staff continue to work the transfer portal to assemble the roster for Texas in 2024. Yesterday, Longhorns added a potential key piece. They announced the addition of former Notre Dame left-handed pitcher Will Mercer, posted a 2.43 ERA in 33 and a third innings out of the Irish bullpen this past season. Mercer is the second addition to that Texas pitching staff in the past few days. Over the weekend, they added the former Baylor right-handed starter Will Rigney to the staff. In soccer, the debut of the most noteworthy acquisition in Major League Soccer's history now has a target date. According to the team's managing owner, newly signed Inter-Miami forward Lionel Messi aiming to make his debut on the MLS pitch on July the 21st, about a month from now, against Cruz Azul. Uh, Jorge Mas says ticket demand for the match has been unprecedented. The team is looking and working to add 33,000 to 3,500 more seats to its stadium in Fort Lauderdale. Back here in Austin, the scuffling Austin FC hoping to jumpstart their 2023 season starting tonight. Verde and Black embark on the second half of the MLS schedule with two crucial home matches in four days. It starts tonight with a showdown with their rivals to the North Dallas uh, FC Dallas at Q2 Stadium. Then the Houston Dynamo are in town Saturday night. Austin enters tonight's match in 12th place in the West. 19 points in 17 matches. There are 17 matches to go in the regular season. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, so good stuff. Yeah, I watched a lot of baseball yesterday. You were out in the golf heat. I was in the air conditioning uh, and entertaining company, and uh, but got to take in all those games and really good. TCU, that was an ugly three-and-a-half-hour ball game, but, you know, back against the wall, got to find a way to win. Kirk Sarlos' team did just that and ended the run of Oral Roberts. That LSU game last night was really good. That was a really good ball game. Yes, it was. How about uh, Jay Johnson, the, the skipper for LSU? Uh, he said he was, he was laying in bed in his hotel room trying to figure out who to start in this game. Because obviously you're trying to win this game, but you also know if you do, you now have to play you know, the number one team in the country twice. Who can we get? Uh, who can we call on to give us a, a step-up performance in our pitchers, pitching staff? And says he texted the junior left-hander, um, Nate Ackenhausen, about 8 o'clock in the morning to tell him you're going to be starting. Are you ready to go? He slept in, though. He didn't get the, the text to like 11.30, 11 o'clock in the morning. And he texted him back and said, no, I'm, I'm good, coach. I'm good. How about the adrenaline running for that kid when he wow. woke up to that text that you're taking the hill? You're good. I'm getting ready to head down there now. Yeah. Oh, man. And he was great. Uh, he was really good. Didn't look like a guy who hadn't made a single start all year. Had only made 15 appearances, all of them out of the bullpen. Uh, and he delivered. That's one of those. If 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 they can find a way, LSU, and they're talented enough to to beat Wake Forest twice, well, that performance right there will be a big part of it because it sets up their pitching staff. Only had to use two pitchers last night, and one of them a kind of a little used pitcher to get to this series with with uh, with Wake. Wake will still be favored because they only have to win one time, but uh, that was fun to see last night. And uh, LSU's got a lot of talent, a lot of players. I also have to give a tile like this. 
You know, the uh, they have that, that sports bar near the stadium there, Rocco's, uh, in Omaha. And Craig Way could tell you all about it, all the, uh, the Longhorn guys. Uh, so Rocco's, Is that where they have the, the, the shot concept? Shot chart, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so the, the, every year for the eight teams, they have different colored sh- jello shots, right? They, they have the jello shots, and you can purchase them, and they keep, keep a tally of which programs, fans, buy the most jello shots. And what do you know? LSU shattered the record. No, shattered the record. Come on, they still have a whole weekend to go potentially. Wasn't it last last year? Stanford had like twenty bought compared to twenty L- total. Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> LSU. The SEC there was a record of like twenty one thousand Jello shots. Wow, the entire length of the College World Series, they shattered that yesterday. So LSU's got two more games potentially, at least one more game. And uh, yeah, their fans. We found that out when LSU's football team came here. They can. I've never seen oh, and this year too with the baseball team. I, I went to that game with Jamie Frazier and uh, a whole group of LSU older LSU fans sat behind us, and hey, they weren't afraid to talk some trash even in their oh man they, older age. Older. Uh, remember when they when LSU came to town with Joe Burrow a few years ago? Uh, it was a night game, and we were doing our pregame coverage over at Schultz Garden, Buck, and they ran out of beer. Like Schultz Garden ran out oh, of yeah. beer. They had to like call on Brown Distributing. Hey, can you get a truck down here? We are out. Um, these 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 Bayou Bengals, these raging Cajuns have drunk us out of out of all of the, the cold beers. Can we get some more? And yeah, they they've shattered the Jello shots record. So uh, LSU, that'll be fun against Wake Forest. So was, I think I think right now the three best teams in the country are still playing in college baseball: mm-hmm. Wake Forest, LSU, and Florida. TCU is still there; they're the fourth, and they have the daunting task of playing Florida twice. But we'll see. This Kirk Sarlo's team has come alive at the exact right time. Last month and a half they've been as good as anybody so this will be a great uh, great well, all these games four. have been close and nobody's kind of running away this, no. these are good well played games well the longhorns found it out each of the last two years it, it's when the wind blows in in omaha prevailing like it was last night from center field you gotta steal some runs don't you yeah you're not gonna hit many home runs uh and it's you know longhorns were a home run hitting team last year and got up there and a lot of long outs to the warning track essentially is what happens there um, you know, I think fans would like to see the ball sail over the wall a bit more, but you can't turn the stadium around, and uh, that's just how you have to manufacture runs. So, you know, really good pitching. When I say the three best teams are still pitching, well, the three best pitching staffs are likely still there with Wake Forest and you know Florida and LSU. Uh, play good defense pitch and then manufacture some runs. That's what all three of those teams do uh, for sure, and then TCU joins that brigade. But that was good. Fun to watch that last night. The crowd was into it, and congrats to LSU for breaking and shattering the Jello shots record. Dude, I've been into those. I've been to. I remember my daughters played soccer there, and it was ridiculous for a soccer game. I mean, the tailgate. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, they don't what need an excuse to tailgate. Oh no. Well, that's what uh, you know. I wasn't here last week when the uh, SEC schedule was announced, but man, looking at those road trips, I know, you know, Texas's best road trip this coming season or, or in 2024. Um, you know, this year you get to go to Alabama in a non-conference game in Tuscaloosa. Uh, the following year, you know, the the the, 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 the strengths of the Texas 2024 schedule is that you have seven home games oh, yeah. in 2024 uh, and only four true road trips. There are only three true road trips um, because you got the Dallas uh, situation with Oklahoma. But, um, you know, the, the road, what are the road trips in I think that, that counts as a home Vanderbilt, game. Vanderbilt, Arkansas, yeah, Vander- College Station, Yeah, College Station, Oklahoma. Fayetteville, right. Dallas. Michigan. Ann Arbor, and then Na- and then Vanderbilt, which having just come back from Nashville, that's a pretty good trip. If you want to, you know, go have a good time. And you know, Vanderbilt's campus is just like right there, uh, in down just just north of down or south of downtown Nashville, right down Broadway. You'll be on the Vanderbilt campus. So 
uh, that might be a pretty good one too. But yeah, the, whenever I think it's Oklahoma that gets to make a trip to LSU this year. Yes. And remember, the Longhorns are supposed to make a trip to Baton Rouge, and, and COVID wiped that game out. I know a lot of Longhorn fans. Oklahoma's going to LSU this year? In 2024. Okay. 2024. Uh, remember, Oklahoma in 2023, this coming football season, canceled their game with Georgia. They were supposed to play Georgia Weak. Uh, in a non-con, like Texas is playing Alabama, but they canceled it. They're playing Nebraska again. No, they added somebody else. And sure that's why they're not playing Nebraska? I don't think Oklahoma's that good this year, but they have an easy schedule. They got a, they got the Sooners got dealt a favor by the Big Twelve with their scheduling, uh, and they also don't play anybody in the non-con. Oklahoma may be a little bit better this year, but their schedule will allow them to to fatten up. I think a little bit. They play Arkansas State, SMU, and Tulsa non-conference. Yeah, and look at that. They don't play K State. I don't believe Oklahoma. They Cincinnati, Iowa State, uh, Texas, UC or UCF. Kansas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, BYU, and TCU. Yeah, so they don't play Tech. They don't play K State. Uh, the only you know, the favorites going into the Big Twelve this year. The only one they'll play is Texas, and that's neutral. And yeah, and they dump that Georgia game. So yeah, I mean Oklahoma. And, and for twenty twenty four, the Texas game is counted as a home game for Texas. No, it's a road game. Is that a road game? Yeah, that's which that's of... better for Texas, right? Yeah. Since it's a neutral site game. Okay. Yeah, Texas has seven home games. Because remember the uh, with the with the only the, the, the SEC. Brass voting for an eight-game schedule. The Longhorns added they had to add another game, uh, which they added Louisiana Monroe, uh, which will be a seventh home game uh, for the Longhorns that year. And so, yeah, I mean, the, the home schedule that year is pretty awesome too. In addition to the trips to Ann Arbor, and Georgia and, coming here. I mean, road. Just think about it. As you, this is why the Longhorns are joining the SEC. Road trips to Ann Arbor, Fayetteville, College Station, Nashville in that same year, and then home games with. You know the likes of Florida and Georgia, uh, Kentucky's even a pretty cool home game to have. Oh, that's a that's a great home schedule. It is, it is, it's great. And even the non-con, I mean, the Louisiana Monroe game will be the one uh, wah wah kind of game. But you also will host Colorado State, which you know, not a terrible ball game, and UTSA coming to town. Who the Roadrunners with Jeff Trailer have shown to be a really good program. They'll so, still have their quarterback. He'll be around. So you know, it's tough. But if you're a fan. That's what you oh, want. Oh yeah, for sure. You want to go spend your dollars on tickets and see a good ball game. I don't uh, know. There's. I want some weeks off too. You got Monroe. It's going to be a stressful year. Well, they all are. They all are. I I, I wasn't here to comment to have my my opinion, but it, they're all going to be tough when you join the SEC and the Longhorns. If you look at the Longhorns' non-conference schedule that they've already built, you know it features. Uh, Michigan twice, Ohio sure. State is coming on. I mean, if you're or gonna, any of the any of the SEC teams, if you look at their eight games, that yeah. eight games, they're it's all grueling. hard. It's grueling. They're, they're the toughest toughest in college football. But I but I think if you're the Longhorns, you would choose your first schedule of 2024 to be seven home games, three true road games with a with a non with a uh, a neutral site game in there. Also, I mean, you drew Kentucky, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt. I mean, again, everybody's going to be competitive in the in the SEC. But if you can choose. You'll take Kentucky. You'll Those take... are probably three of the four teams I'd pick. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's as favorable as it can be, but seeing LSU break the Jello shots record is pretty cool, and that just reminds you of how cool these road trips and uh, trips into SEC country are going to be, and vice versa when they come in. How about in Bringing them dogs in. Oh, when the Florida Gators roll in here and um, their fans, that'll be a hoot. Obviously, uh, Georgia, you know, they could be three-time national champions when they roll in here. Will Texas instantly be the most hated team in the SEC? Sure. Sure. Why not? I think so. By like the rest of the no, those, conference. No, the SEC still hates the Aggies. Don't leave them out. No. Because you know the Aggies will be like Gossip Girl. They'll be going around. <laughs> and, Don't like they, they stink. Don't talk to them. They, they're a bunch of uppity. 
No, no. Tea no, sippers. No, Come they on. They still hate the Aggies. Is that like when the ugly girl tries to tell rumors? No, I'm pretty sure as time goes, the Aggies will still be the most hated team. Sure. Or maybe they're not less, least thought about. Oh, yeah, the Sooners will soon find their way into that role. That's so weird. Like uh, when when we I watched the SEC schedule release and they were talking about they just barely talked about Oklahoma. It was all about Texas. They even mistakenly said like Austin when they were talking about Norman a few times. Like Texas, Texas was definitely on the mind. Well, look, I, I'll say this for Oklahoma: they have an easy schedule, or they they were gifted a pretty favorable schedule for 2023 on their way out of the Big 12. And as we said, they dumped that Georgia game. Brett Venables has a big job here because the one thing you say about Texas heading to the SEC is whatever we think of Steve Sarkeesian, he's a coach who has already proven going into his third year that he can recruit and acquire talent, and he doesn't fear recruiting in SEC country, right? He doesn't mind going in there, going head-to-head. A lot of his staff have great SEC area ties when recruiting, and Steve Sarkeesian has still yet to to prove that he's a championship coach, but you feel good about the ability, the, the, the talent acquisition the uh, you know the the growth of the program the momentum of the program Brett Venables they better put something out there this year because you know they've got to be able to recruit oh they'll get nasty in a hurry they will they were last year yeah I mean you know they they, they things got ugly in Norman last year Brett Venables mm-hmm. has, is, is unproven as a coach and then you know can he can he you know obviously much like you know, when Nebraska left the Big Ten, uh, you know, left the Big 12 to go to the Big Ten, they lost their natural recruiting base. Oklahoma, you're not bringing in a ton of players out of the state of Oklahoma, so you have to be able to recruit in the South. And you have to be able to recruit Texas. Texas and you got to win. And, you know, the, the kids in Texas now have a lot of options. So they can play in the SEC going A&M, oh, going yeah. to Texas. They still go to the Big Ten. There, obviously, all the big powerhouses yes. of the SEC come into Texas. Uh, and Oklahoma can't lose their stranglehold on that, or at least their grip on Texas recruiting. And if Brett Venables doesn't have a better year this year to show some momentum, yeah, that's going to hurt going into the SEC. Right. You fall behind. I mean, ask, ask Arkansas. I mean, and A and M and the Longhorns could very well find this out uh, that when you join that conference, you know, you, you, it, it's daunting. But at least for for Longhorn fans, you can hang your hat on that. You know, Sark was able to go head to head with Georgia and Alabama for for Arch Manning and uh, go in there and recruit and then have those SEC that SEC background with his with he and his coaching staff. Uh, Venables. Uh, not there yet, and so they're the, that, that's a bigger question mark for me right now. Yeah, they've got a big year ahead if of they, them. If they this had Lincoln year. Riley still at the helm, I wouldn't be oh, no. questioning it. I think it would be, but when Lincoln Riley was like, "I'm out. I'm going to. The, I'm going west. <laughs> I'm out of here. See ya. I'll go run the show at USC and run the West Coast as we move into the Big Ten out there. All right, we'll come back. We're just getting warmed up. Good stuff on baseball. Your thoughts on uh, the College World Series that matchup in Houston last night with Framber Valdez out pitching Justin Verlander it was cool to see uh, JV back in the Astros. Uh, Stadium there, Rangers. We'll try to get into that uh, controversial call. I'm not sure still what Major League Baseball was looking at last night. That was ridiculous. Also got the uh, the date set for Lionel Messi joining the MLS. We'll dive in there in a big match tonight for Austin FC. All things we'll preview and get you to on this Wednesday. Up over the hump, Craig Way has his reports and B&E facts of the day. Just getting warmed up on a blazing hot Wednesday. It's Bucky and Aaron. A little smooth jazz into our Wednesday morning. A lot of baseball chatter here on a Get Over the Hump Wednesday. First day of summer, 20 and 21. Yesterday we had some good talks about... uh, fondest and fun summer memories we'll continue that into the first day of uh, summer 2023 
talked about pools and lakes and streams and rivers and summertime in Austin or wherever you were growing up back in the rope day. Rope swings. Rope swings. There you go. Hey, if you haven't broken an arm on a rope swing. Oh, one time. I've seen some people. I've, I saw my brother you haven't come done. back on the on the rope and then let go in the water and hit the tree. Oh, this weekend, oh, me and all my man. friends were all out on Lake Austin, and there's a rope swing that's kind of by the, the 360 bridge right here, and we've been going there since you know we were little kids, and we're like, oh, let's let's go, let's no. go try it out. And I, I instantly was like, yeah, you know, I think I'm kind of past those days, but I, I wanted a few girls went up there. And that were like cheerleaders back in the day, thinking like, "Oh, I'm gonna do a flip off this." Oh no! Oh, no. The first girl comes off, and she just she—I'm not kidding. Like, I couldn't even watch because I knew this was gonna happen. Like two inches away, she let go, fell back, head was oh no, two inches away from, from the earth, the rock because there's a big rock in front of it. No, and, oh, oh man, come on. and she scratched up her back, but she get, hopped up. It's like I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm like, all right, everybody, get back in the boat. We're, we're out of here. Not, we're not going to the, the hospital today. Getting someone airlifted out right. here. And you're drinking, I'm assuming. There's yes. uh, yeah. there was drink not all there. water. Yeah. That was probably the smartest H2O. decision I made. This yeah, hey, look at you being the responsible one. Let's get out of here. Because I mean, what what items or what activities most scream America's funniest home videos? Rope swings, <laughs> pinata parties, <laughs> oh, pinata parties. I love it. It's like there's a fifty fifty chance that someone's gonna get hurt, get killed in some capacity. Yeah, dope you know? on a rope. Uh, my worst rope swing story. I was probably I talked yesterday about the we used to go down to Cypress Creek, down to the creek behind our neighborhood, and before it got too hot in the summertime, and then we ended up at the summer something in the swimming pool once the heat rolled in. We'd be down there riding bikes and whatnot, and they have a rope swing, and you would go from you'd jump off and go from one side of the cliff around and back, and, and you'd land back on the other side. Really dumb, right? Like really dumb. You wouldn't even go jump into water because there wasn't water down there. You'd go out and around, and then you, the old goal was to get back to the other side, kind of swinging out and around. Well, I didn't make it. So, so then I was just dangling, and so I tried to shimmy my way down and just get to the bottom of the creek, and then I'll climb my way back up, and not a big deal. But I wasn't, I mean, I'm like 12 or 13 years old, so I shimmied down, but I also slid down, and I just ripped up my my fingers with oh. the rope, and it was so bad. I mean, my hands were all t- torn up from the rope burns, and uh, but we were we we're down there like 9 or 10 in the morning because it, it gets too hot too quick in Houston, but so I was going with my, my neighbor, my buddy, to their beach house that day, and we were leaving at like lunchtime, so we were just killing time in the morning at the creek. So I go down to the, I'm going to Galveston with my, my hands just, I didn't even show my mom. And my, my mom probably wouldn't have let me go. So it was not, it was a painful Dude, the experience. Pinata, At least I didn't die. Hey, the pinata party's the best. <laughs> but when, when my son, AJ, was swinging at the pinata and my, my little one, Kyle, was standing under the pinata. And I don't know how many times I said, get away from that thing. Move out of the way. AJ got blindfolded. And of course, we were using the, the wiffle ball bat E. And all of a sudden, AJ swung, and he got him right across the head. And that little black face turned so red so quick. And I was like, and it was, there was a hesitation to the cry. You know, he hit him, and he didn't cry right away. It took about four or five seconds, and then all of a sudden, he just screamed out. And I'm like, dude, he, I told you not to stand. I mean, how many times am I going to drag you back away from him? He, he put himself right under where, the candy, where he thought the candy would drop. But he didn't know his brother had that blindfold on. I'm like, dude, you're about to get it. And yeah, he yeah. did. got to learn somehow. Oh, well, yeah, look, he you, learned. You guys know America's Funniest Home Videos is still on. <laughs> oh, pinata parties. Even with, like, TikTok videos. It's probably like, way, way easier to submit stuff now. I oh, Because back yeah. in the day, you just had to well, send it, like, VHS well, and, tapes. And there are more cameras. I mean, everybody's got a camera now, so more things are on tape, including every pinata party mishap and 
kid stepping on, you know, or little baby, little baby head button a guy in the groin. You know, that always happens. That's, son was so mad at me because he couldn't believe I, I was laughing. I couldn't. I mean, I, you told it was to just, move. I mean, it just when it happened, I was like, where's the cry? Three or four oh, seconds. The silent scream. Oh, yeah, the silent scream. <laughs> silent yeah. scream. That happens, too. And rope swings and alcohol, always a good idea. Oof. Okay, so uh, did you see, you know, we were getting you over the hump today with a lot of baseball and some football talk, which we'll get to. But you see the uh, the NBA draft is tomorrow night uh, in Brooklyn. And we know that uh, the Barclays Center, that's where Victor Wynn-Banyama will be the first pick of the Spurs. Did you see Victor was at the uh, Yankee game last night throwing out the first pitch? The 7-5 Frenchman throwing out the first pitch, gangly. Let's give you, you give me, uh, you're, you're seeing this for the first time, I oh, assume. Yeah. Victor Wenbanyama climbing the mound to throw out the first pitch of the Yankee game. Uh, give me a rating on this. Uh, we'll, we'll retweet it so that you can see it if you want to watch it on Twitter or you can find it yourself. But look at those long legs. Remember, eight-foot wingspan for Victor. Mm-hmm. That is a D. <laughs> That's a D. <laughs> he didn't grow up playing baseball. No. That's pretty clear. That's pretty clear. But uh, you can expect to see Victor Wenbanyama everywhere today. Uh, he's, I think he's going to be on Good Morning America this morning because he's in New York. He'll be drafted tonight or tomorrow night, so you'll see him doing interviews. And you know, that's a guy that a lot of people believe will become the face of the NBA or one of the main faces of the NBA in coming years. At uh, you know, 18, 19 years old, the Spurs will make him the top pick tomorrow night, and we'll certainly follow that. I do that. need some steaks. <laughs> he's skinny. He's got some, uh, some meat to fill out, but he is 7'5", has an 8-foot wingspan, and is extremely athletic. Now, he doesn't throw the baseball that well. Let's nah. be honest about that. Uh, also, last night, can we play some of this audio, Ty? So, uh, you know, I'm a big baseball guy. I love baseball. I, I can't explain what went on last night in the White Sox-Rangers game. You know, since Major League Baseball has is, is, uh, gone to the replay system, I've, been, I've been mostly been in favor of it. I'm a fan of getting calls right. But last night might have been the worst blown decision I've seen. And, and this is I mean, this is what happened against the Rangers, so I'm an Astros fan, so uh, it helped them lose the game, so that helps. Uh, so but I'm coming from an unbiased perspective. This was unbelievable. And let's start with this. So here's the play. The, 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 uh, the game is tied at six. There's a, there's a hard-hit ball to, to, to the left side. And former Ranger, longtime former Ranger, Elvis Andrus is trying to score the go-ahead run to go up 7-6. to six. But the Rangers clearly throw him out at the plate. And Jonah Heim, the catcher, you know, that wasn't close. He was out. Uh, let's see. Let's actually hear how the White Sox announcers called this last night. Uh, but but the, the controversy is that then it went to the the manager for the uh, White Sox challenged it, just because you know it was close play at the plate. Let's challenge it. It's eighth inning. Let's use one of our challenges, and um, they challenged it, and it came back in Major League Baseball. Not didn't rule that he was safe because that's what the manager was arguing that he beat the tag, but. They came back and said he blocked the plate. The Jonah Heim blocked the plate. Listen to the White Sox announcers last night uh, when this came down because it turned out to be the game-winning run. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Field is overturned to a violation. Oh, it's a violation by Jonah Heim for being in the line of the slide by Elvis Andrews. So he was out at the plate. 
but the catcher being in the way creates a run. And here comes Bruce Bochy. Now, he's hot, and he gets out there as quickly as he can. And right. he just got... Yeah, well, by the way, it's against the the minute Bruce Bochy came out of the dugout, he was ejected because you can't argue a review. I like how they say he got out there as quick as he can when he was just like wobbling, wobbling out. I, I, I love him. I think everybody I was stunned. Uh, I mean, you could hear the way was the glove I mean, getting the, the guy out. But you could hear even the White Sox. I mean, the White Sox. No one was talking about blocking the plate. The question was, no. did he beat the tag or not? And then they they come back with blocking the plate, and you're like, well, if that's blocking the plate, a catcher can never. What do that you was do? Not blocking that There's was no that way. was the glove blocking the plate. That's all that was. He didn't was. drop his knee. He didn't. I mean, he, he was standing right into the glove. Where he needs to be. Did his, exact... his knee was up, but it was behind. Yeah. the plate. Like he had. He had. Uh, it, it, plenty of freedom yeah, to, slide in, to yeah. slide in. Yeah. And let's be. You know, we can be open. With the, the rule on blocking the plate was. It's called the Buster Posey rule. And you're trying to protect players, right? You're trying to play, sure. protect the catcher. There's nothing dangerous and, and about the, that. And you don't want a catcher sticking his leg down there and a guy breaking his ankle trying to slide to home. He's got to be able to get to the base. That's always been the you got to be you got to be able to either put your hand on it or get your foot to the base so you can't block it. He didn't do either of those things. And let's hear Bruce Bochy after uh, obviously ejected, uh, arguing. Um, no one saw that coming because it was either going to be out or safe. No one had blocking in the conversation, and that became a violation against Jonah Heim, and it turned out to be the winner. Here's Bruce Bochy afterwards. So Boch said is a tough way to end a game. What explanation, if any, were you given? You know, those guys, I mean, they're they're not making a call. I get that. I just wanted to get clarification on on exactly what was called. I could hear and uh, and, and for that call to be made, it, I'm dumbfounded. It's absolutely one of the worst calls I've ever seen. Uh, and and it was done by replay. I, I just don't get it. Uh, I don't care how many times they'll try to explain it. Uh, you, you can't do that uh, in that situation. Uh, it, it's a shame. It's embarrassing, really. You thought he had a clear lane to the play. What oh, did you see on the play? Yeah, <laughs> there was never any contact with the catcher. It's a sweet tag. I, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. I, I'm just, again, I'm shocked. Uh, you know, uh, Jonah did a great job there. Um, you know, the throw took him to the left a little bit. Sweet tag. I, I, I'm lost on this one. Uh, you know, that's that's a tough one to take. All right, there you go. There's Bruce Bochy. And I think everybody that saw it thought the same thing. Of course, Bruce Bochy, a longtime catcher before becoming a longtime manager. He knows the position. He knows the rule. Uh, gosh, I believe, if my dates are lined up, he was the manager of Buster Posey when the Buster Posey rule mm. was created. Um, because Buster Posey got hurt on a play at the plate. Yeah, that was know. nothing that endangered the catcher or the runner no. in that instance. I mean, that that was a free that was a free slide to what you had to do, and all there was was the glove. I mean, the glove is con- you got to make contact with the glove, well, don't so you? Think about what we're saying here. The winning run of a game was declared by New York. Yes, not by the. the I mean, I'm, I'm for reviews when the umpires when in baseball they, they go to the review in the home office. And they overruled that. They found something that no one else was even talking about no, or looking about at. Safer out. Oh man! And it's a game-winning run. That is that is questionable at every level. And you wonder if we'll get some type of statement from Major League Baseball today. Because you I mean when the when the the ruling was made, and we were listening to the White Sox announcers, the the the, the best thing was uh, the the White Sox dugout 
I mean, they're like a bunch of kids jumping around. Like, really? Oh, man, we, we got the game winner, uh, potentially. And they got that out in the ninth, and uh, they win that ball game. That, that was tough for the Rangers, no doubt about it. Uh, but there's Bruce Bochy. We'll come back. We'll pick up some B&E facts of the day, summer memories on the first day of summer 20 and 23. Uh, a little Longhorn baseball. Longhorn's picking up a couple of players through the portals. We'll get you details on that coming up. Yeah, and Ty, see if that play hurts at the end of the season. Uh, if it comes down to one game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, earlier I was whenever, watching. When everybody says, you know, one call doesn't make a, a season or it doesn't cost you in the game, see see how that works out maybe at well, the end here. Sports Center was equating it to some of the worst calls in, like, any sport No, it was. Earlier. It was. Yeah, it was uh, bad. You know, and I, it's, it's, I, if, that's a, if that is a blocking call, I don't know what you want the catcher to do. Yeah, I don't know. From this so point like on, you'd have what to be able do? to dangle and somehow <laughs> the MLB's fly in like Superman. Uh, that was that we'll was back a call here. In a few games. What was happening there? I think it's so bad that Major League Baseball is going to have to issue a statement of some kind. Like, okay, we screwed this up, or here's our reasoning. Because, I mean, just somewhat like like in the court system, there's kind of a precedent. The whole league needs to know what the hell was the call. Like, what happened there? Yeah, Um, because we we play the game, too, and we got to know for our catcher's sake, what can you do? Right, you got to chain your catchers, and if you're a manager, you're going to challenge every play at the plate at that point. On the, 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 you know, the play, I'm, I'm challenging everyone. Because that may get called, okay. <laughs> we yeah, for a, sure. I mean, come you on. You want to slow the game down? Have the plays at the home plate uh, now. Oh, I'm going to challenge that every time if that can be called. We'll be back. Pick those up. Also, the uh, the fun times in summer to start your summer 2023. Uh, NBA draft is tomorrow night. We've got plenty to do. First, Craig Way. It's time for the Craig Way Sports Report. Now, here's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. July 21st, that is the now date on the calendar that uh, Lionel Messi is expected to make his MLS soccer debut in Miami. Lionel Messi to the United States one month from today, as a matter of fact. Today Get those is June extra 21st. seats ready. Yeah, they're trying to put 3,000 extra seats into their stadium in Fort Lauderdale. They, you know, tickets are unprecedented <laughs> as far as their interest. Uh, so Cruz Azul will be the opponent for Lionel Messi coming in. Uh, to enter Miami. So mark that down. Obviously, it will create a lot of headlines a month from now. Uh, also, we're getting a plenty, uh, plenty of messages about our weak signal this morning on the FM signals. You know, the heat is so dramatic right now. That also deals with the uh, heat inversion uh, in the atmosphere, which moves our and pushes FM signals around. So use the Horn app. The Horn app is always there for you. It's free. Um, put it on your phone. You can push a button, and you're listening to us live. You know, we've been right here in, in town. Uh, it'll be crystal clear and uh, uncensored. Uncensored. Yeah, you get to hear the. You know, if we drop an f bomb or something, which <laughs> we don't do very often here on the show of the people, you uh, will hear it because we don't have a dump button on the on the. Uh, you and I have never dropped an f bomb in twenty some years. Buckle on to us. I had to dump myself like last week. You wanted to go, Casey Stuttered. <laughs> I I instantly. I, I forgot who. I think Ty here. We were talking with. Some, I think you weren't here, Bucky, but we were talking about something, and I, I just let, let one slip. So yeah. if you heard that on the app. Hey, listen. Yeah, we get an S word once in every, that's what it once was. every 10 years. That's what it was. Usually yeah, but we never, get it. we never get an S word. Like, We've never had an F bomb. I thought that was going to be a way bigger issue for me because, you know, I, I tend to not have a filter in regular <laughs> talking. But I, that somehow in my brain made myself not cuss on the See, air. There you go. You don't talk like that around your mom, do you? Uh, my mom is... You don't talk sailor. like that, though. You don't talk like a sailor around your like parents. I don't talk like that to her. But she talks like that to you. Yeah, I mean, we... General banter? It's Yeah, general banter. All right, Dude, so I, I, I've never been around my mom where I've cussed. It was like I was scared to growing up. It's sure. not like I have friends that have been MFing around their parents since we were 12. 
Really? Those words? Yeah. That's that. That is always strange to me. I, you know, I. I'm pretty sure Chad Hastings' daughter's first word was F. Really? First word? Yeah, Chad was always big on the the whole freedom of speech. No, <laughs> no. Hey, uh, so so check that out. Horn app always there for you. Also on hornfm.com. So simple to do. And we apologize. We can't control the uh, the atmosphere, and that does bounce signals around, and you get Tejano music and country music out of LaGrange and things of that nature. Uh, so go to the Horn app. It's uh, new technology, and it's a good thing. Hey, uh, well, it's not new. It's, we've had it for quite a while now. Yeah. Or, the fact that you don't stream, have it yet. Our stream on YouTube or Twitch as well. <laughs> yeah, YouTube, Twitch. That's where we are. Uh, but, yeah, coming up in our Coach's Corner next hour after we reset the headlines, we've got some rumors and then some issues. Is Tyreek Hill going to be in some hot water for an incident? Um, Miami Dolphins wide receiver. Keep an eye on this. This is the offseason, Buck. Boys, guys doing guys things, Uh-oh. you know, away from the team. Dudes being, being dudes. Dudes being dudes. Also, uh, is there a glimmer of hope for Saquon Barkley in the New York Giants situation? And we talked about uh, the trade deadline or the big trades coming in the NBA this offseason surrounding the draft. How about this rumor coming out of Portland? We talked about Dame Lillard to Miami. How about the, uh, the reverse Johnny they're trying to pull out of Portland? We'll get you details there. Also, uh, get back to that Rangers controversy last night. How about your uh, your B&E facts of the day, Buck? Your Yankees are now 7-0 and this season coming off a loss when Garrett Cole starts. Yes. That's what an ace does. Stops losing streaks. Framber Valdez did it for the Astros last night. Winning streaks, though. Cincinnati Reds, 10 in a row. They're the talk of baseball right now, the young Reds. Winning is hard. Hottest player in the MLB, Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie De La Cruz hit hard. his first home run last night. Uh, also, this Spencer Strider, this pitcher for the uh, – Braves, I didn't realize this. He's the second pitcher since 1901 to have 300 strikeouts in his first 35 career starts. Only other pitcher to do that since 1901 is Dwight Gooden. This, this dude, Spencer Strider, off to an historic start uh, to his career with the Atlanta Braves. That's a big number because I think we all remember Doc Gooden. Oh, yeah. When he burst on the scene as a 19-year-old New York Metropolitan. Spencer Strider, name to watch. All right, we're back. We are just one hour in of four good ones. Here on B&E, fire up that horn app. Great way to get us. Also on 104.9 if you can hear it. 101.9 AM 1260. And di- digitally maybe today with the uh, searing heat in Austin, Texas, throughout Central Texas, and all over the great state.